This podcast is for the brave hearts, the black sheep, the rebels. If you're willing to face your fears and optimize your time on this planet, you are among friends. This is the Aaron Evans Podcast. Hello and welcome back. I've been thinking a lot lately about rock bottom. And when I think about my own personal rock bottom, I recall a time when my former and I had parted ways and I was living in a one bedroom apartment. My son and I were sharing a bunk bed and I had panic attacks. I had no idea that's what they were, but I would have an outburst of emotion I couldn't control, an overwhelming feeling like the world was closing in on me. And when I look back on the memories, I realized the reason it was so intense is there was a sense of permanency, as though that would be my life forever. And for most of us, we develop amnesia when we're going through the hard stuff. He leaves, you get the diagnoses, someone near to you dies, you lose the job, but something so intense occurs and you feel as though it will always be this way. Nothing will ever change and this is my forever. You wonder if you turned left when you should have turned right and are left with grief and fear around your life. Good news is, in those moments of great despair is often how we find out what we're made of. We get through it, rise above it, change because of it, and we are now equipped to handle anything. And just like that, the world throws us another curveball. But each time we handle stress and what feels like might destroy us, we get better at it. We are better equipped to handle it. Our mental fortitude is better. We also become activists for those that don't have the experience that we have. We can fight for the underdog. We get in contact and intimate with our anger and our rage, knowing that it's there to serve a purpose. One of my favorite Hindu goddesses is Kali. Kali is the representation of death, doomsday, destruction, human sacrifice. She also represents the defender of the innocent. She's the divine protector. She bestows liberation on those who have a true heart. But they say that if you see Kali and you're not ready for the transformation or giving up the ego or the karmic bonds, you would be appalled. Because sometimes it feels really righteous. We say that we want to let go of our pain and our frustration and our rage, but it feels kind of nice to hang on to it. So if you are not ready to let it go, She'll scare the shit out of you. She has fangs, a long red tongue covered in blood. She's naked, symbolizing she has cut through illusion. 
She wears a mala of 108 human skulls because her role is to slay the ego. Her right foot is stanced forward because she is on the spiritual path. In her right hand, she holds a trident, exemplary of fearlessness. She has a mudra, which symbolizes blessings. And then in her left hand, she has the severed head and a sword meant to symbolize the cutting and the destroying of the karmic bonds. So in that, we get a lot of information about what she represents in us if we were to be Kali or how we can call upon her to help us in those moments where we don't feel courageous. Kali refuses to be controlled by those who don't understand her. She triumphs over ignorance and evil. She allows us to face the beauty of life as well as the reality of death. Why I share this story is there is a wild energy inside all of us, a thirst for rage, a desire to make things right. We also came into the world with an ego, or it developed at about age three, and we have life experiences that have us viewing the world a certain way. So if we are to embody the right fight, Kali, it's a matter of knowing what even is the right fight. And as we progress and reflect on ourselves, we'll figure out where we have too much ego and too much attachment to the outcome or what happened in the past where we feel like we were wronged or where we feel like we wronged another. Now, an ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or importance. It's your personal identity. Ego is different than pride because ego is how we feel about ourselves and pride is how we feel about our accomplishments. When an ego is big or inflated like a peacock, A person is judgmental, critical, manipulates, feels inflexible. These moments where our egos are out of control, I think we can all agree that sometimes that happens. We only focus on the aspects of the world that are intolerable. We become intolerant. In yoga, there is a saying that yoga teaches you to tolerate the intolerable. When an ego is is weak or small, a person is impulsive. They have a fragile identity, unstable, excessive vulnerability, and an inferiority complex. I can never measure up. I'm not as good. So they're they're equal, a big and a small ego are equal in the eyes of Kali or in the eyes of your life because they're both going to keep you from actualizing your dharma, your, your life's mission to live life to its fullest. So we know that we've got an active ego when we constantly need to be right. We ignore feedback. We hate losing or we always want more. If that's the case, 
How can we possibly be thinking about the underdogs? Or what's in the highest order? Because we can't see beyond our own longing and our own feeling like we are entitled. So what do we do? How do we eradicate this aggressive, hungry monster? It's all about self-awareness and the idea that we come into this world naked, we exit naked, is that we don't have preconceived notions or we're not projecting an avatar out into the world. So we begin to watch ourselves. We study the way we interact. We study how perhaps we are too judgmental. Because beneath it all, we all have good hearts. It's just coming back to the center of how we are not separate. The moment we are separate, there's hate, there's judgment, there's adversity or comparison. When we're growing up, the ego forms pretty young in life, around age three. And it's when we know what the rules and the behaviors are within our family unit or greater community. And when we obey them, we feel proud that we're of value and that we are accomplished. Likewise, if we break the rules or regulations, we feel guilt. So to get control of the ego is to reflect on, am I always needing to be right? Am I averse to feedback? Do I always want to win? And am I constantly wanting more? There's always a slippery slope though, because you can want more as long as it's coming from a place of intentionality. It depends what your mission is in this lifetime. Depends why you believe you were put on this planet. What else is it that makes it difficult to tame the wild energy inside of us? In my earlier example of a panic attack, I I felt so stuck. I didn't know how to move forward. I felt so much guilt and anger. I started reaching for substances to subdue this crazy feeling of no control. In that state, you're not doing your highest thinking. This is when you call on the professionals or the network of angels you have. And when you're out of the survival zone of just getting through the day, we start to look at how we are refusing to meet the moment in front of us. I mentioned guilt, anger, addiction, and ignorance to what was really going on or that all things are always changing. So what is guilt? Guilt is carrying a perceived or actual belief that we've wronged another. So we're looking over our shoulders. We might be overperforming to compensate. We have a rage inside of us that perhaps we had been treated wrong or we're angry at ourselves for the way that we acted or the actions that we took. In this is a moment for big self-forgiveness because for us to carry forward with guilt, it doesn't leave us at a playing field to make magic in the world. What we're looking for is an acknowledgement of a wrong and a self-forgiveness to know that we will not take that action again. What about addictions? 
it is so important that we look to how we are attempting to manage our discomfort. Is it too much consumption of alcohol, marijuana, or whatever your brand of soothing is? And when we can look to these these bonds or or protective mechanisms to refuse our next unfolding, we have an opportunity to transform rock bottom into the greatest learning and platform for resilience. I am interested in making the ceiling my floor. And I don't mean from a financial standpoint, although that would be nice. I'm talking from the perspective of being the best equipped to help the world. And I cannot help the world. You cannot help the world unless you have transformed those dark, uh, wild, angry, egotistical energies until it is something that you can share with the world and make the world a little bit lighter, you know, leave the world a little better than how you found it. So a question to think about is what do you want to transform? What right now is pulling your attention that feels unmanageable? How are you going to transform it? If it feels beyond your own capabilities, give it to the mother. Call on Kali. That's what she's there for. She is defending the innocent, those with a true heart. I love you a lot. That got kind of spiritual. If you liked what you heard, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Till next time, I love you and let's make the ceiling our floor.